welcome to That Sick Podcast. This is our fifth episode. Can you uh, believe it? I cannot because I thought it was the fourth episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're more we're more efficient than you thought. Mm. All right. I, I'm JB. I'm Justine. I'm I'm thinking of going by a nickname. Still, you still haven't figured that yeah, out. Yeah, I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> I have so many nicknames to choose from. I just can't decide which one I like. All right. Well, who are you this week? Hey, woo. All right. That's what some of my coworkers used to call me and still call me. Hey, woo. Hey, woo. It's very cute. All right. Well, this is the podcast where we talk about sick things. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited. So this week, JB, you're the host. I'm so the host. I'm the master of ceremonies. You're running the show. Uh, that is that is very dangerous. I'm, But I'm very excited to hear what disgusting things Heather and Justine have for me because they are, they've got an eye for gross. I have, um, oh, uh, before we get started, though, I have a little uh, thingy from last week is I uh, I apparently said like geothermic like 800 times. It's geothermal. <laughs> so I really apologize. So your your grammar was not sick. <laughs> it was awful. Um, If I can't confess, we do drink while we do this podcast. Shh. I've had a, I, I, I had a few. Yeah. So um, I, the Virgo upstairs was like, oh, he was texting me. But since my phone was on, um. Uh, you know, do not disturb mode. And like, I didn't see it until the end. And he, like, I had like in all caps, it's geothermal anymore. <laughs> like, all right, I'm so sorry. That's so on brand. Yeah. For both of you. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I was like going to suggest, like, well, maybe you should sit down here with us. Like, because um, I know my favorite murder does that, like, have like Steven, whoever, whatever the hell Steven does for my favorite murder. He's basically like their fact checker. I'm like, we need to have just Brock sit here and just like type up and like look up stuff for us and just like be off mic. And I think that's so a- just going to throw in a yellow card for us whenever. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, hey, up. hey, 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 that's wrong, that's wrong. It's a um, good idea. Yeah, because, I mean, he... He could be our podcast coach. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'll ask him if he's if he's available. Because yeah, I really doesn't want to do that. No, he probably doesn't. Probably doesn't. But well, we could just tell him he can shout downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll try to listen to him more. Mm-hmm. He's not here right now, though. He's in Kalamazoo. Yeah, so we're we're going rogue today. Yeah, we're, Nobody's we're, keeping us in check. We're for, if I'm in charge, no one's keeping us in check. Seat of our pants here. Yes. Yep. So yeah. All right. So I, I actually do have, I do have a sickest thing of the week. Do you, Is it I, bad I don't sick have, or good sick? It's bad sick. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's always the, the first thing we do. Remember, it's always bad sick oh, first. Yeah. And at the end, we're going to land on, you know, on a nice note. Good sick. Yes. Well, let's, please tell me about your that sick. The sickest thing that happened to me this week was I went back to my car after work and it was not a good day at work. And someone had vomited in the parking spot next to my car. Yes. And I, I just don't really understand why it happened. Was because, it chunky? Yes. Could you discern the food? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't look at it that hard, but oh, I it would've. was definitely chunky. Maybe they're um, pregnant. I mean, maybe. Anyway, it's just not something that I typically see um, in my parking garage. So, yeah. Are you um Are you one of those people that like really really hates puke? Um, when it's like fresh, I, yeah, the smell is not oh, great. Oh, smell but, bad? Well, this was like, had been sitting there. So I just got in my car and like left. So <laughs> I lived. That is pretty sick. JB, mm-hmm. do you have anything sick? I got a good one, but I don't got a bad one. Do you got a bad one? Uh-uh. No. So I win by default. Yeah. You win. Yeah. Hell yeah. Default. Oh, man. Default. Well, I have, default. I mean, I have one more too, just to like oh. add on top. All right. Well, remember, we've talked before about how sometimes Rowdy gets poo on his butt. 
Because yes. he's fluffy. Well, that happened yesterday. Aww, so because he's fluffy. Yeah, so that was the whole debacle of, you know, he comes out of the bathroom and starts scooting his butt on the floor and looking me, like, all scared because he knows what's going to happen next. And Do you clean him with, like, the little baby wipes? Yeah, Aww. I have to, like, catch him and put him in the bathroom. And then I have yeah. to, like, yeah, go at him with the baby wipes until it's all gone. And he hates it and he yells at me and I yell at him. And oh, we definitely have to k- clean up some of our cat's dingleberries. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, speaking of cats, we have Josie investigating, which is guest appearance by Josie Baby. That's not normal. I think Josie's only hanging out here because she senses sour cream was in the area. She smells and she it. thinks she might like get some sour cream molecule. But she's letting she, me give her a scritch. She smells this cream and it's just like she, she can smell even. that there's dairy product in your M and M's. Yeah. That's she, how much of a dairy slut she is. I think <laughs> the biggest dairy slut. I think she just wanted to show me that she does not have poop on her butt. Maybe. Oh, so, baby. Good job, Josie. Good okay, job. Guys, I'm, I also don't have poop on my butt. I'm just going to snuggle this cat now. I'm, I'm done recording the podcast for <laughs> That's today. That's fine. So. She is the cutest baby. You can do both, though. You can cuddle Josie and talk. Well, luckily, um, Heather's actually going to go first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so, Bring it on. We, we're going to tell you our theme. Our theme is uh, mummies. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, yeah. Like, Oh, I hope you guys are going to talk about what I think you're going to talk very about. Very loose theme. I don't know. There's we'll there's a out. lot of like mummy stuff we could uh, actually explore. And when I was doing mine, mine kind of like veered off into like corpse in general type stuff. Um, and But I know yours is like kind of mummy specific, but yes. I'm not going to give away yours yet no yeah i would say yeah mine is mine is very specific tale yeah so we thought mine would kind of like be like a little bit more of like a historical type informative type medical type thing and then like justine's is gonna be like a gross case file like finale would you say that our podcast style can be best described as infotainment yes i hope so absolutely i hope we're considered funny because we're i don't want to just be informative this. no i want the tainment to be very important. Virgo said he laughed at us a few times last week. That's excellent praise. I know. That's, I'm, that's hot praise. Yep. Good job, okay. guys. <laughs> All right. So, ta-da, ta-da. Heywoo's um, category, uh, category is um, corpse medicine. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I came across this when I was researching. Like, basically, I know knew I read somewhere that Victorian people had, like, eaten mummies egyptian mummies and i wanted to figure out what the hell that was all about because that's fucking sick as hell okay like that um, is that's disgusting yeah basically um europeans ate egyptian mummies in the 16th and 17th and a little in the 18th you know centuries ish um pardon i just burped uh (laughs) um and this is when they basically Egypt mania was at its height. They found, you know, they were able to find all of these um, tombs and stuff. They explored all these tombs and blah, 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 blah. So uh, basically a string of misunderstandings kind of led to the um, mummies being used as medicine. Uh, bitumen, which is uh, another name for asphalt, is uh, a naturally occurring hydrocarbon that has been used since ancient times, and um, dead bodies are essentially that. Like, so bitumen like comes from corpses. So it is uh, a viscous and liquidy when heated and then hardened. So it's used to set broken bones, and it's like used as like a salve for rashes. 
And it was also ingested or rubbed on you to cure everything from coughs, toothaches, cataracts, skin diseases, like everything. Um, and then like, so yeah, it's basically like ingesting corpses. So uh, where, how do they get it out of the corpses? Like uh, this particular, I have more corpse, um, different types of corpse eating to get into, but this particular, <laughs> uh, this particular bitumen is like kind of like a ready-made substance. It's basically, it literally is asphalt. Like, I don't understand. Like, you can eat it and you can put it on your road. Like, it's the same shit. Like, I Googled it. Like, I Wikipedia it and I Googled it so much. I was like, it's the same thing. But how does it come out of the, like, what? They just find it in, you know, it's just an, it's an element. They find it in the ground. Around mm-hmm. the corpses. Yeah, it's especially like, oh, well, okay. no, no, it, it is the corpses. It's like the broken down, um... They're broken down. Oh, okay. Like, so the corpse elements, is- like the carbon from your body as it's broken down. So basically in the fertile crescent, you know, there it's very, very, very um fertile because people have been there for a long and people and plants and animals have been there for a long fucking time. So they've like lived and died there and there's a lot of like bitumen and hydrocarbon there and that's why it's so fertile. So when people like in Victorian times are like using this as part of their like medicinal, yeah, right. Did they know that it was from dead bodies? Yeah. They did. Okay, yeah, and they they knew is, it. And they're like, cool. Well, they knew it, and some of them had problems with it. I did like kind of run into the thing, like, how was it justified? Like basically, because uh, some people were like, that's eating a corpse, and other people were like, well, there's a difference between eating a corpse and using it for medicine. And then they also use like examples, like, well. Use horse piss to get hormones, you know, like, you know, it's, it's so not everybody was super on board with it for real. Um, which I don't know if I would be, that's pretty gross, but it was used as, so like human bodies were used as a remedy for like all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, so other than the bitumen, the skull was like, like actual like human skulls were like powdered and used to avoid headaches and what? Uh, makes sense wait yeah. what was there what was the um medical there's like, no rationale no None. rationale no this... you get extra head so it makes your head stronger and therefore you don't have a headache pretty much like that's pretty much that's just that's just skull math justine <laughs> yeah okay. i'm bad at math so i'll take your word for it and like king i think it was king charles one of the Charleses. he walked around with like this they called it um the king's drops like it was basically like little like you know, bits of skull that he would, you know, a little powdered skull that he would eat, you know, and it was like, that was his shit. Um, that was his, his med, his medicine. I need my pills, you know, like get my pills. I need my, my, my skull. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, right now I, I'm envisioning, um, you know, like, like the, the cross pendant from cruel intentions <laughs> and just scooping up some, like, you know, just doing little bumps of skull, yeah. Powder just for a pick me. Just up. a little. Yeah. 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 Basically, cool, that's what cool. it sounds like he was doing. All right. Um, you they also uh rubbed human fat onto your skin, considering that a remedy for gout. Well, it is. Really? No, I'm lying. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh and there was also like there's also a name uh, I found this was interesting. It was this stuff called Usnea. U-S-N-E-A, and it's a powder that is from, like, made from the moss that grew over, like, a buried skull. 
And it was believed to cure nosebleeds of epilepsy. There was a lot of things that were meant to cure epilepsy. Epilepsy was very, like, people don't know what the fuck epilepsy was. They were just throwing, you know, like... <laughs> I mean, they probably thought you were possessed by the devil. Yeah, a lot of the times. Yeah. yeah. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. He's got the spirits. So, more about eating corpses that I have. <laughs> um, so... A growing need for, um, like, dead bodies in medicine led to people like, okay, so Egyptian mummies, as you can imagine, were a little bit harder to get and a little bit more expensive, and merchants weren't the most scrupulous, so they would often, like, you know, get, like, murdered slaves or, you know, like, you know, different unfortunates of society and, you know, murder those people and sell their corpses and that kind of stuff. You know, that happened. That's pretty... Pretty fucking sick there. So, and a lot of times these these um, Victorian people thought they're like, oh, I am um, getting the you know entrails or whatever the fuck of you know Egyptian nobility, and really it would be like some beggar that just died on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. No. So it's like you don't know where, and, and you're eating these people's like you know like sometimes like they sold like they powdered blood and like so any number of diseases could be spread. Okay, so. You guys can't hear this, but like the face that I'm making at Heather right now, it's, it's hor- like horrified, just like yeah, hor- horror mask, yeah, shock. As you can imagine, oh. there's no like FDA standard. The Europeans were just like they were just like hungry for the mummies. They just wanted these Egyptian <laughs> mummies, um, and then the historical like value didn't occur. No, not until later. Okay. Not until later. That that did so it did later on. Um, so what's really funny is another thing that I found that's not necessarily gross, but well, it's kind of like gross in the way that it's just like, oh, how dare you? Like that's so awful. Like, how dare you desecrate this this body? Was um other than eating these mummies, they would also do these things called unwrapping parties. I don't know if you've heard of unwrapping mummy unwrapping parties. Is it like a gender reveal? Uh, no. Is it like a mommy reveal? Yeah, well, it's like they take a mommy. This guy, Thomas Pettigrew, he was famous for them. Like, he would, like, sell tickets and be for the rich, you know, people would be like, oh, the thing to do. Oh, my God, a mommy wrapping party. <clears throat> so it was meant to be educational at first, like TLC, but then, you know, it uh, eventually devolved into, you know, eating a mommy. No, okay. it devolved into like downward comparisons into basically like, you know, for lack of a better term, like freak show, like, you know, whatever, like that. Yeah, I'm, I don't mean to be offensive. Like, what what would that be? Like, you know. No, it is what it is. I mean, it's an offensive concept. Like, that's what people looked at. They were like, yeah. oh, my God. It, it, it like, was like a sideshow. Like, it was a uh, sideshow, yeah. exactly. So kind, people, kind, kind of like why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. And people, <laughs> yeah, would even take home, like, souvenirs. So basically, this guy, Thomas Pettigrew, would be like, hey, come to this, my theater. I'm going to unwrap um, this mummy. And they would unwrap this mummy's, like, linens and stuff. And they would be like, oh, look, there's, like, a, you know, a jeweled scarab in here. Like, look at this. Oh, look, there's a, um, you know, look at, they pulled out the heart, blah, 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 blah. And they would just like, and then they just like give away like the little trinkets and the bones and shit that they found as they went along. And, um, you know, people just took home like the bones and the mummy parts and like the little trinkets. And it was just like a total like desecration and like, you know, insult to these people who were buried like so lovingly and caring, you know, hoping that would be their final resting place. And they just, like, open up and they just, like, threw their shit asunder. And, uh, you know, like, uh, in my opinion, I mean, like, if you want a curse, that's how you fucking get a curse. Like, you know, <laughs> you 
you deserve it. Like fucking Victorian people at this time. I hope they all got curses. Any are there any stories of people getting curses um, from this? Oh, there is curses. There is the whole King Tut curse. I don't know about it off the top of my head. I didn't research it for this, but like, yeah, like the King Tut tomb thing. There's a whole like curse uh, story about that, and uh, it would be cool. That's not really like the the point of this podcast, but it would be cool to like get into uh, um, that kind of history. But yeah. Um, I don't have any info, info but uh, let's see. What else do I have? Do, 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 do. Um, oh, yeah. So various substances from newly disease, deceased people um, were also useful. So like I said, the fat, powdered skull, the powdered blood, menstrual blood, placenta, earwax, brain, urine, and even poop. But all from dead bodies. Yeah, it was like useful in like all different types There's of things. There's still menstrual blood in dead bodies? Um, no. Um, well, it's basically like recently deceased people. Okay. Like people that were like sickly and then like going to die. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so uh in I found a really like funny slash kind of like example of a lot of these corpse products that they would harvest. <laughs> were um some doctors believe that like they would only be useful if they were the product of a violent death so uh this guy oswald kroll his uh he wrote this book and he said in this book he's rewrote his remedy for epilepsy was the um like the unburied skulls of three men who died a violent death and then like um it's basically like they say, like, the best thing is, like, the carcass of a young man who has been hanged, broke upon a wheel, or thrust through, and for one day uh, and night be exposed to the open air. Like, that was, like, the best corpse to use for certain things. Ah! <laughs> and, well, yeah, and you want to get a good corpse. It's almost like, like, Mary Elizabeth Bathroy. Like, you yeah. can't believe, like, this was, like, normalized for a time. Yeah. Well, in, like, the 16th and 17th centuries. I mean, because, well, I mean, the other week we talked all about medieval yeah. torture methods, and this is, like, logical. You know what? Now you just reminded me of saying Elizabeth Bathory. Um, like, I think uh, people used to harvest body parts from the corpses of, like, torture victims to use in, like, incantations and spells. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd have to look into that more. I'm just like I'm vaguely remembering something that, makes that sense. I've it's like read. Oh, oh, like you died a violent death, or you died a particular type of death, or you're you were such and such in 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 life. You were like a thief in real life. So I'm, you know, you're useful in my like, you know, whatever um, ancient uh, incantation of whatever, you know. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, this goes all the way back to like speaking of epilepsy again, the epileptics of ancient Rome. They drank the blood of slain gladiators. Um, <laughs> um, so gross. That would they would have to collect it pretty fast. This stuff clots pretty quickly. Whoa. Um. Uh. Oh yeah, there was this other thing that said. Um, I found uh this writing by this guy, Porcillo. Vicino, a highly respected 15th century Italian scholar and priest. Sorry, I have to burp. That's okay. Josie keeps meowing. She's so cute. You she should is, keep her on the recording. She's yeah. she's being the babyest little baby. She's so baby. It's amazing. Josie, yeah. <laughs> she's looking at you. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you. 
She's not meowing? No, she's just looking at me. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, this Italian scholar and priest, he said that elderly people hoping to regain the spring in their steps should, quote, suck the blood of an adolescent who was, quote, clean, happy, temperate, and whose blood is excellent, but perhaps a little excessive. <laughs> Like ew. you just got too much blood, too much blood. So you know, might as well give us these ops. You know. Oh, so this wasn't from a dead adolescent. They recommended that these old people suck the blood of a of living a, person. Um, um, that's what it's. It doesn't specify. Hmm. But I, yeah, hmm. it's very vampirish. Very vampirish. Gross. Sick. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't specify. So I don't really know. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's just a general overview. I know it's, it was a little bit like, you know, all over the place. Uh, there's a lot more I'm sure to go into that. I might, uh, go and research, um, something more specifically for a future episode, but, uh, I didn't know about like all of this, like using these corpses I and all these different weird parts. I didn't either. And I still, I know you said that it was like, there was no rationale for it, but I still like. I just like I wonder what like what made anyone decide like a powdered well, skull will cure this thing. The general um I think the general underlying rationale is um by it's like it's like almost the vampire theory like you're taking someone else's life force. So that makes you stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. That's that's it but yeah. That's interesting though cuz like when it comes to like the mummies like they've been dead for so long. Yeah. There's no life force there. Oh, yeah. And the thing about the mummies is, like, they have that bitumen. Like, it's basically, like, uh, on their bodies. So um, they started using the bitumen on the um, mummies' bodies as a, um, you know, as, like, a health remedy for all kinds of shit. And then they just started using the bodies themselves. And that just kind of, like, over time just, like, evolved into... You know, the bitchmen evolved into meaning the mummies themselves and not just like that, like tar asphalt shit on top of them. When um, when do you think that people stopped doing stuff like that? Because you said this persisted into like Victorian times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, without going into too much, but like eventually, you know, like germ theory and all that kind of stuff prevailed. Like right. to go into like, you know, medical history would take a little bit of time. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it did eventually stop and people did like eventually uh, get kind of disgusted with, you know, these humans. And it also it's like really hard to get dead bodies. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. like I mentioned, the you, back just, you just get on the dark web. <laughs> yeah like the black market like it's it only Sorry. goes it's only so uh easy to maintain and stuff and like doctors were getting more and more um legit so they don't want to rely on the black market so yeah uh and then luckily things like um yeah like eventually like i said germ theory evolved and people realized that like what well, microbes and antibiotics and all that crap and like there weren't such things as like good humors and bad humors and bad air and da 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 you know, shout out to last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can go. I would uh, I am going to go more into medical history. That's one of the things I want to do on this podcast more. There's like I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show The Nick, but that show is sick. Like <laughs> The Nick is sick. The Nick? Yeah, it's um, it's basically a show all about um, Victorian uh, surgery. OK. And like early surgery practices. And these doctors were just kind of like 
all competing with each other to have the newest and greatest like techniques and gadgets and shit. But at the same time, they were trying all kinds of like crazy stuff and like patients were suffering and dying and like it was. Yeah. So uh, Victorian medicine in general is like super interesting to me and like early medicine in general. So I'm going to go into that a lot more, a lot more categories for the future. Looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Nick is de- directive. Is it? Uh, it's a, what's the guy? Clive. Owen. Mm. Clive Owen is the main guy. He plays this doctor that's like on um he's got like this cocaine habit. Um, you know, I'm reminded of the modern fad of eating the placenta after giving birth. Well, I think that just makes sense. You do. Oh yeah. Okay. Put it back in. Because it came out of your body, put it back in. Ew. But you know how I feel about eating body fluids. I'm fine with it. Okay. Then that by that, um you should I think I would eat by that. If I were ever so unfortunate to give birth to a human child, I think that I would eat my placenta. But Dude, you just said, like, it comes out. It should go back in. Yeah. You would eat your poop then. Oh, um, well. By that by that logic, you would eat your no, shit. No, that, that's true. That, it's not true. I would not eat my shit. That is, that is a, that's false. But Uh-oh. you're right. My logic is flawed. <laughs> Sick. Why do people eat placenta again? Like, um, what's their well, rationale? It's said to be a. Uh, it's got so many for, nutrients in it. It's said to be a cure for postpartum depression, but that is not proved or denied. Okay. And there is, like, I. None of us listeners are mothers. None of us have ever given birth. This is correct. None of us have ever eaten or had even the um, choice to eat our placenta. So don't, you know, like, we're, we're not trying to be, take a stance on this. But yeah, I've just, I've read things that are. Uh, one way and the other like one way people say oh yes it cures postpartum depression it's the only thing that works and then i've had other people that are say like this is not scientifically proven in any way it's only anecdotal also it's nasty ass you know <laughs> do people just eat it fresh or do they like they fry it up uh, put it on some toast into a into a smoothie oh they also i've heard they also um get it powdered Mm-hmm. And put into capsules that mm-hmm. they then take like a vitamin. That's bullshit. Over time. Yes. No, that's bullshit. You would, how would you do it? I think the smoothie method is acceptable. But okay. you do it with a fork and a knife. No. You I fry would just... it on a cast iron pan <laughs> with a pat of butter. I would just hold it in my hand and eat it like, <sighs> like celery. <sighs> Okay. I also don't know like how firm it is or trying to gross you I don't, the listeners out. I don't think, I don't think it's like celery. I'm pretty sure. I don't think you could eat it like celery. It's really tough. It's very vascular. It, it is like a... Is it like kale? I think I'd rather eat placenta than kale. It it's looks not a veg- like it's kale. Not it's not a like kale. It's not a vegetable. I know it's, it's not a vegetable. I'm thinking, why are you comparing it to vegetables? It's a big, veiny <laughs> steak. Is it like beef jerky? I really like beef jerky. Uh, no, it's, well, it's chewy. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, like calamari. Like cal- Oh, mm. but probably like irony. Yeah. Oh my God. It would taste like metal. It would taste so metal. Makes you so strong. Yeah. Give you luck. You're, uh, you your get poops, massive gains. Black. Yeah. Massive gains. Massive oh gains God. at the gym. Your shits would be black and would smell like, uh, like my soul. Oh, smell awful. Yeah. Like as dark as your soul. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Helsing. Oh boy. I just want to interject, um, for context. Apropos of nothing, but we are uh, Mean Girls is on mute in the background right now. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a little I, distracting. It's well, I think it's a really nice counterpoint to what we're talking Should about. Should I turn it off? No, no it's fine. Okay. No. Army of skanks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you. I am done. I enjoyed that. Uh, that that was, was fun. Thanks. Fucking gross. Yeah, and thanks. thanks. Yeah, it was gross. I was a little thanks worried. Thanks for being gross. Talking, um, eating mummies was what I was hoping was going to get covered. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Good job, Heather. I'm so glad. Hey, woo. Sorry. Hey, woo. Hey, woo. All right, Justine. Well, what do you have for us? It's my turn. Okay. Yeah, now I just get to sit back and relax and react. Ugh. Ugh. Hard work is done. God. I procrastinated so much this week too. So I was like, I'm afraid that my like my topic wasn't gonna be gross enough. Well, on the on the flip side, this is actually um so the tale I'm going to tell you guys today, I think is the first thing I researched um when we started talking about doing this podcast. And it's kind of been sitting in my Google Doc bank for however long that's been. Oh, pray tell. Some time. But it turned out to work out really well because Heather, you I think you suggested the mommy topic. How did we land on this? That was or, your idea, babe. It was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess I was wanting to talk about it and it kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay. So um, I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name because he's Russian, but I'm going to talk about the story of Anatoly Yurevich Moskvin. He was a Russian linguist and academic, and he was arrested in 2011 after 26 mummified bodies of young women were found in his home. Ew. Yep. So um, I'm going to give a, like, a little bit of his background because it kind of a little bit helps inform maybe why he did this. Um, um, so as a child, he wandered cemeteries with his childhood friends. And at one point, um, he witnessed a funeral procession for an 11-year-old girl. And he claims the people that were holding the procession made him kiss the dead girl's face. He said... An adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as ordered. And later in life, um, he was a well-regarded academic who's focused on languages, linguistics, um, Celtic history, and folklore. And he speaks 13 languages, so he's no dum-dum. Or like vagrant or whatever. He was like a very like respected pillar of the community mm-hmm. i suppose um he's also very interested in cemeteries burial rituals death and the occult kind of like us yeah he sounds like he's yeah. a bad man though yeah he's not a great person i don't want to be re- i don't want to relate to him <laughs> i'm just saying so far he's uh, so harmless far. we just know he's not um he referred to himself as a necropolist and was a known expert on local cemeteries a necropolist that's yeah. basically like yeah you're an, you're a cemetery expert and i do and i, I want to be one of those though um i want to point out this is this is the part where i think i get to brag that i took the death class when i was at pit Ugh. oh and you fucking pit butthole. i know so um, i didn't take the class well university of pittsburgh yeah, offered took a vampire class. Oh. university of pittsburgh offers some pretty sweet classes i don't know if they still offer these but um one of the famous ones was the death class which is when you get to learn about cemeteries burial rituals death and etc and it's awesome and um i got to take it anyway so he regularly contributed to a weekly paper called Necrologies, which published obituaries and stories about cemeteries and famous dead people, which, and this is in Russia, I want to point out. Um, it just seems like an odd topic for an entire paper to be based on, but cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you do. Duh. 
in, and, in Russia. And he was said to have had a personal Duh. collection of over 60,000 books and documents, as well as a large doll collection. He was known as a genius and an eccentric by his fellow academics. He lived with his parents, didn't date, and didn't smoke or drink. Who does this sound like? Incels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doll collection? What kind of doll collection? Um, Human living? We're going to get there. Oh. So, he was once commissioned to inspect over 700 cemeteries in the, I'm going to butcher this, the, uh, Nizhny Novgorod area and create a comprehensive list of the dead. He was very extra in his approach. He spent two years walking to these cemeteries on foot, up to 18 miles a day, drinking from puddles, and sleeping in haystacks, abandoned farms, or even in the cemeteries that he was researching. Um, he once spent a night sleeping in an empty coffin that was being prepared for a funeral. And he claims that while he was questioned by police several times um, in his research, he was never arrested. So this is like still kind of like on the up and up that he was commissioned to do this, like for research and to like write about it. So this, but it was also like he was clearly getting a lot of enjoyment about skulking around these cemeteries what's the time frame of this again this is like in um well, he was arrested in 2011 oh so, okay. um, this is this is modern yeah he was born in 19 no. he was born in 1966 no i was yeah. definitely picturing a period hat oh my nope. god why is he drinking out of puddles he can carry like an old like plastic water bottle or or you could just not carry anything on your person and drink out of a puddle <sighs> who's the sucker I guess uh, he is. He's a puddle sucker. Well, I was like seriously expecting to be like, oh, yes, 1800s or something. I'm like, what? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. So this now we have the gross stuff. Oh, yes. Oh. I was waiting for this. We're ready? Stuff. The gross stuff. Build yes. up, baby. Well, this guy sounds like a freak. Yeah, he's so. a freak and a half. So uh, he, would scour, he would scour obituaries for young girls that had passed away. And when he found one that spoke to him. Mm-hmm. as he called it he would go to her grave and sleep on it okay and as an expert on celtic culture he had learned about how ancient druids would sleep on graves as a way to communicate with the dead mm-hmm. um and in an interview after his arrest he claimed that after sleeping on these girls graves their spirits would let him know if they wanted to be brought back to life and he said he had been doing this for over 20 years and had never dug up a body without the dead's permission well, that's respectful. How does he get their permission, though? Because he communicates with them. He was sleeping on their graves, and that's and you communicate with. Yes, I, Heather's making the yeah right face. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so he's making up this shit as he goes along. Like that well, sounds like someone who doesn't was, know druid rituals. Well, but, <laughs> but he actually did. He was an expert, so he yeah. he was an expert. Oh, in, I meant Heather sounds like she doesn't oh, know yeah. druid rituals. So he was an expert in, in like druid rituals and celtic rituals and death and burial like he wasn't like this was his he's performing like legit burial well i think he was using it as an excuse to do sick stuff but i i I, he he was maybe not in his right mind maybe so well we're gonna get there i guys we're not even this it gets worse keep going keep going He believed that one day these dead children could be brought back to life either by science or by magic. Um, And around 2002 is when he first believed that um, he heard one of the dead girls asking to be rescued from their grave. He started to exhume bodies and dry them out using a mixture of salt and baking soda 
that he had read about while researching mummification techniques. Yeah. He would somehow stash these drying out bodies in the cemetery without anyone finding them. This, uh, In all my research, it wasn't really ever made clear how he managed that part of the process, but he did. Um, and then he would take them home where he would turn them into dolls. Um, as a reminder, he lived with his parents. So that's going to play into this in a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, when does mommy and daddy find out? We'll find out. Or is he able to, is he able to hide it from no. them for quite a while? I mean, because some people are very good at being mysterious. Okay. So because he couldn't prevent the bodies from withering and shrinking as part of the mummification process, he would wrap the limbs in cloth, stuff the body cavities with rags and padding, and make wax masks that he painted with nail polish, and then dress the bodies in children's clothing and wigs. Ugh, not creepy at all. He would also wedge music boxes in their ribs so that they would, like, sing to him. So they'd have a song in their heart. That's romantic. Yeah. What was his? Did he? Did he ever like? Did he have a purpose behind this? Like, does he have like a? Yeah. He he would so he would read the obituaries and if a young looking for the obituaries of young girls, uh huh, like children, uh huh, um, and if he read one that he felt spoke to him, he would go and sleep on their grave. And so his he he didn't he never dated um and I. I believe, and we I think we talk about this a little later, at least in my research, it appeared that like he wanted to be a father. And so he he really he felt like he was giving these girls a second chance at life. Oh, by so doing this. instead of going out and meeting somebody and having a child and being a father a normal way, he was trying to like resurrect these girls that he had died. Decided he'd be Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so he would talk and sing to the bodies, these dolls that were dead girls. Okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He would watch cartoons with them. That's nice. And even celebrate birthdays and holidays. Well, that's and nice. This is, this is like, this is modern era. So he's mm-hmm. watching like Adventure Time. He's watching My Little Pony. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is Russia. So whatever the oh, Russian well, versions are. But oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe they are watching Looney Tunes. Um. And after his arrest, he insisted that he thought of them as his, as his daughters and that necrophilia was not a motivating factor. He did never, he ever have sex with the bodies? Not that they, they never found evidence that he did. Okay. Um, and so as to why his parents didn't notice that he was doing this, um, his parents were away for long periods of time traveling and thought the bodies were part of his doll collection. So remember, he had a big doll collection. Mm-hmm. So I and guess... now they're living dolls. Well, so well I, I, formerly. Guess, I guess he would like create these mummy dolls while they were away and then they'd come back and just think oh he has more dolls in his collection they didn't realize that they were dead bodies mm-hmm. um i will say too you can google this guy and you can like see pictures of some of these ew it's gross sick <laughs> you know you want to yeah what's he look like <laughs> what does he look like the kind of guy who would have this well now i can't remember what he looked like no. No, we can Google him later, though. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I'll put him up on social media when this thing comes out. Yeah. Well, okay. I have a photo. Well, you know, yeah. So, okay. So, his arrest. Um, police discovered the bodies in November 2011 as part of an investigation into the desecration of local graves. So, I guess um, at some point, people noticed, oh, someone's digging up all these graves of young girls in the area. <laughs> 
Um, and in one article, it said that his parents were actually the ones who alerted the police after they came home at one point and finally realized that these were dead bodies and not giant creepy dolls. Um, so when the police arrested him, they found 26 doll bodies in Moskvin's home. Um, but it wasn't clear if all 26 contained human remains. They also found instructions for how to make the dolls, maps of local cemeteries, nameplates from desecrated graves, and photos and videos of dug up graves and disinterred bodies. But they couldn't conclusively connect any of the photos or videos to the bodies found in the, in the apartment. And although only 26 dolls were found, they believe Moskvin may have desecrated over 150 graves. Oh, God, oh. so many. Mm -hmm. And apparently he kept a few of the dolls that he didn't like in the garage. Was these graves that he desecrated, were they like all in the same cemetery? Not all in the same cemetery. So remember, he had been commissioned to do all that research oh. of the cemeteries in the area. Yeah. And so he was he knew like the ins and outs of all the cemeteries in this like greater area in Russia. It was just like a pretty large city, I guess, in Russia. Yeah. Um, so um, I think it's funny that he, these are like. He was, like, digging up these girls that he claimed, like, had spoken to him, and he wanted to rescue them. And then he ended up not liking some of them after he made them into dolls and kept them in the garage. Oh, because they had, like, their own personalities, of course. I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Um, so he cooperated fully with the investigators, and they determined that the bodies from his home came from cemeteries um, in Nizhny Novgorod as well as Moscow. So they were from a variety of places. Mm-hmm. He was charged with desecrating graves and dead bodies, uh, which would have carried up to five years in prison. A mental evaluation found that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. And he was you don't say. Hmm. And he was ultimately deemed to be unfit to stand trial and was committed to a psychiatric facility. Good. And as of 2018, the psychiatrists managing his care were recommending he be released to home care. Yikes. Which the family members of the dead girls were not thrilled about. The court denied the request, so as of now, he is still under psychiatric care in Russia. I can see why they'd be upset, but, you know, it sounds like he never harmed a living thing. Yeah, it's to me, I mean, it's it's kind of, it's sad. Like, it's not like you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't do what he did. Like, what he did was, like, supremely fucked up. And I'm sure, like, the parents of, like, can you imagine there's, like, 150 families out there? Yeah. Um, who don't know what he, like, no one knows None of them know, like, which, like, whether their daughter was, like, one of the dolls because they were never able to, like, conclusively link mm. the actual dolls to the graves that were desecrated. And there weren't as many dolls as there were desecrated graves. So it's, like, you have 150 families who just know that this guy, like... Dug up their daughter. Yeah, and they and they have no closure. Like That's it's, so many people! I know. That's a lot. Really fucked up. Yeah, mm. I don't know why I was just trying to defend him. That's so no, many people. No, I mean, I like, ew. I, I if he would have ate a little bit of those mummies, he probably would have cured his schizophrenia. How do we know probably. he didn't? Well, I well mean, he was still crazy. Yeah. I mean, so Mentally I do, I understand, like, the urge to defend him because it's it's sad. And and in his mind, he had good intentions. Um, But it was, like, not. Justine. You can't be like that. That's a terrible. Do you terrible. know what they say about good intentions? The road to hell is paved with them. Well. <laughs> it's also paved with people who dig up dead bodies 
and turn <laughs> them in, so. and turn them into dolls. The only I think the only redeeming thing about this story is that he was not using them as sex dolls. That is that a plus. He, that he was using them as surrogate daughters, um, which is mildly less terrible. Mildly. Um, there's actually there is another mummy's story in the same vein as this that I'm saving for another time. Um, so I won't. I'm just going to tease it a little bit. And it's been covered on other like crime podcasts, but yeah. uh, it's it's a it's a good in it's a good in. But it's this, a good in. I liked this one because when I was researching, I'd actually started out researching that one, which we'll come back to another time. And I came across this one; I had never heard of it, even though it happened relatively recently. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. And yeah, that's it. That's it's good one, dude. All done. That's good short, one. Short, good story. Short and sweet for me today. Yeah. Yeah. So he's staying in jail, though, you said. Well, he's in psychiatric in care. Psychiatric care. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I think yeah, he... That's where he needs to be. Yeah. 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 Ugh. yeah. And he's still, like, he was born in 1966, so it's not like he's He's old. still young. He's still young. He's still spry enough to be... He's younger than her parents. graves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's actually, he's only a year younger than my older, a year older than my older brother. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's only in, like, his 50s. So weird. I keep forgetting you have... I do have a much older brother. A much older brother. Sorry, Dave. You're not that much older. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm rude. What's it like? Is it like having another parent or is it like having just like a no. fun uncle? A funkle. A funkle. It's, it's like having a young funkle who's young also funkle. your who's also your brother. Yeah. I guess. I wish I had <laughs> one of those. That'd yeah. be cool. No, he and he he's super, he's super cool. He's by far like. Probably, he's probably like the best person in the family. He's great. So. <laughs> no shades it's of just his family. Uh, he's a firefighter. He saves lives. Oh, that's Aww. sweet. Yeah, he's, he's great. My butthole. All right. Well, that was disgusting, guys. So good job, Justine. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, are you sufficiently grossed out by us this week? I, I really am. Did we do it? You you did it. You did a really good job. I was Tight. really grossed out. Thanks. Tight butthole. Now, do you guys have anything that's like sick but not horrifically disgusting to share with sick our friends? Sick, sick in a good way. Sick in a good way. I don't. I, I fucking suck this week. Sorry. It's okay. I'm just excited about going on vacation to San Francisco. That's that about is going to be sick in a good yeah. way. And and T Swift did drop her. Yeah, that <gasps> yeah. was super sick in a T-Swift good way. T Swift dropping me was fun. I um, really like that. It's a bop, and we're here for it. It's a fucking bop. So and if you guys don't like it, um, Sorry. you're wrong. Your you're opinion wrong. Yeah. is wrong. Yeah, it's fun times. Um, but you have a sick and a good I way. I do. It was just um, it's just a fun little fact that I learned that I believe last week or the week before we discussed the uh, the sweat bees. Yeah. So sweat bees. I've been thinking about bugs and what they eat. And you guys thinking of butterflies and, you know, they they love that nectar. They love hanging out on flowers. Mm-hmm. But do you guys know what else butterflies will eat? What? what? They will eat blood. Oh, really? Really? Yes. What's in it for them? What do they like? They like the nutrients in it. The iron. So just think of, like, beautiful little butterflies, like, resting on, like, a bleeding body. Ew. Isn't that, like, the most beautiful goth image you can think of? It Six. really is. Okay, so, like, specifically any, like, specific sort of blood or just any blood um yeah any kind of blood okay and like, like all butterflies do this or only certain kinds i'm sure only I, certain kinds yeah i don't think every single kind okay. but it's not like there's one so specific kind. butterfly yeah it's not like one kind of butterfly does it though it's 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 common i love this a vampire butterfly yeah i didn't know that i know i, I like very, that 
a coworker of mine told me that and I kind of didn't believe them. I kind of thought they were just being smarmy and like making stuff up and taking advantage of how gullible I am because I'm very gullible. I mean, I am too. <laughs> but then I researched and I was like, glad that this is true. That's and it made awesome. me really happy. That is I so, like that fact. I love so all hey guys. animal facts. So hey guys, there's a fact. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for sharing that. I You're love that. You're welcome. That's a sweet, sweet fact. All right. Uh, all right. So that, that was episode five. Yeah, I Done. think that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really enjoyed talking about this stuff, and we hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, so please subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you found this, if you haven't already. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at That Sick Pod, on Instagram at That Sick Podcast. You can check out our website at www.thatsickpodcast.com. Or email us at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your sick stories and maybe we'll talk about them on the show. Oh, yeah. We would love to have a special that's like fan sick stories. Absolutely. Oh, that would be a great, that would be a great, um, like, little, like, I don't know, feature. Please, yeah, please do our research Please for gross us, us out. We yeah, really want you to gross us out. Thank you. So until next week, guys. The next time you're at a party, don't do lines of powdered skull because that's that's sick. sick.